0: Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Alison Colley. Hello and welcome to this episode 198 of the Employment Law and HR Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Colley. I'm an employment solicitor and HR specialist, and I run the firm Real Employment Law Advice, where together with my colleagues, we provide advice and assistance to both employers and employees on all aspects of employment law. Included within this is our new HR administration service. So we're offering more of that administration and the day-to-day HR tasks for you, as well as the normal advice, support, and proactive support for your organization in being the best employer. So if you'd like any more information about the services that we provide or the ways in which we can support your business or you, then do not hesitate to get in touch. You can email me directly. It's allison at RealEmploymentAdvice.co.uk, or alternatively, you can call our head office number 01983 897 003, and speak to the lovely Kathy, who would be happy to arrange an appointment or a callback with one of our solicitors. So without further ado, I'm going to get into this week's featured content in which we're going to be discussing one-to-ones and supervisions. Now, as I said, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about having effective one-to-ones and supervisions with staff. And the reason why I wanted to cover this topic is because it's something that comes up fairly often in relation to the advice that we're giving to our employer clients about being proactive and being a better employer. And so they've asked me on a number of occasions, well, how do you do an effective one-to-one or supervision? And so I thought it would be useful to share that information with you, the listeners as well. So the first thing to think about is what is a supervision? Well I found a couple of definitions online which I found that were quite helpful and the first one was in relation to supervision and essentially the key parts of it is that it's meeting regularly and interacting with the worker. It's an accountable two-way process which supports and motivates and enables the development of good practice. I'll share in the show notes below the links to those two websites But I really like that because it is about meeting regularly. It is about interacting. It's an accountable and a two-way process which supports and motivates. So what's the difference then? What's a one-to-one? Well, I did the same thing again. I had a look to see what definitions were available online for one-to-ones. And it's much the same, really. It includes a regular check-in. It's used as an opportunity to give feedback and to help the individual grow in their role. It's about having a successful ongoing feedback model. It's about reviewing performance. It's about having uninterrupted time to discuss and getting to know employees on a more personal level. So that was the, the definition of one-to-one. So there are some slight differences there. But in my view, I don't actually think there's too much difference between a supervision or a one to one, and actually, if you start to try and worry about, "Oh, am I doing a supervision or is it a one to one?" Actually, I think you're kind of overcomplicating things and overthinking it. And actually, the purpose of supervision and a one to one is essentially the same. It's about having regular communication in a structured way that enables that two-way conversation, and to ensure that an individual understands what's required of them and Where things are going right and also where things are going wrong. So, actually, I think you can treat supervisions and one to ones in much the same way in terms of preparation and application. So, why is it important then? Because having one to ones and supervision meetings on a regular basis with your employees is time consuming. It takes time, and especially if you've got a large team and you're also undertaking the job function yourself, it can take a huge chunk of time out of the day, whether you do that monthly quarterly or even every six months it still takes time so why is it important and why would we be talking about this now and why would we be talking about it now well it's important because the number one key in my view to being a good manager is communication it's about having regular purposeful communication with staff so it's important because it's one of the effective tools for being a good manager. It also helps you to catch minor or small issues before they become bigger issues, particularly if you're having those meetings on a a monthly basis. Obviously, it helps improve productivity and performance because individuals understand what's required of them, where their contribution sits within the organisation, and it's an opportunity to coach and develop people and get the best out of them. So in turn, improving productivity and performance. And it also sets you apart from your competitors as I said it is time consuming and people do worry about how do I do a one-to-one, how do I do an effective supervision meeting and what, what should I be saying and so often that's a barrier to actually getting it done and so your competitors may not be doing that on a regular basis and as we know recruitment and retention of staff is one of the critical issues for businesses at the moment here in October 2022 and so the more that you can do as an employer to set yourself apart from your competitors and law candidates or keep people working for you the better. So it does set you apart and as I say leading on to that it helps with the retention of employees and it also helps them to see their significance in the organisation and ultimately having those one-to-ones on a regular basis, those meetings, that dedicated time will save you time in the long run. So how is it effective in improving performance? Because obviously one of the purposes of having those supervisions and one-to-ones is to improve performance. Now, if you work in a sector which is regulated and you may have certain regulatory requirements or safeguarding requirements, then having those regular supervisions and one-to-ones may be a requirement, a legal requirement, or you may need that to fulfill your contract. But ultimately, aside from that, it is about improving performance. And the ways in which it does that is because it helps to build that foundation for a working relationship it helps to build that communication channel. It allows the employee to ask for help. It's an opportunity, a dedicated time that they have with you to enable them to ask you to help and support them. It also quickly identifies any weaknesses or training needs or where there may have been a miscommunication about a particular job task or job role. And it gives the manager an opportunity to discuss issues in a formal way, in a formal setting. And also enables that future planning and change management. But ultimately, the way I think it helps to improve performance is to allow managers to change their position from being reactive to proactive. It stops you having to react to issues or problems when they arise, but actually being proactive in developing and discussing with employees and making sure that they're on the right track throughout. So if you get it right and you do it on a regular basis, then it will flip being a reactive manager to a proactive manager. So what are the steps that are required then in order to undertake an effective supervision or one-to-one meeting? Well again I don't think you have to overcomplicate things. The first thing is to prepare, then you have to set aside some dedicated time to have that meeting, then you meet with them and then you follow up. So really there are only four steps. The main time I suppose that you would take out of your day in dealing with a one-to-one would be in the actual meeting but obviously there may be time in the preparation and particularly if you're just implementing one-to-ones and supervisions for the first time. The preparation that you may require may take a little bit more than once you've had them up and running for a number of months or or quarterly or however you're going to do it. So the preparation you need to do in my view is to look at what the job description is for that individual look at what targets or goals or projects that they've been set to work on, consider if there are any particular issues that have arisen recently and have you obtained any feedback from any other relevant person that they work with, so colleagues or clients or customers and then do you have a form or a checklist to complete? Having a form to follow in relation to this is I think an important part of making sure that managers stick to the key parts that there is some consistency in these one-to-ones and supervisions but it certainly doesn't have to be complicated or onerous to have those forms in place and actually i don't think managers should stick rigidly to them they shouldn't be like question based but rather a kind of guide for managers on the kinds of things to go through in those meetings and then boxes to include their notes of what's been discussed and those follow-up notes rather than having set questions that a manager who's perhaps not so confident in a one-to-one might just find themselves reading out and asking the questions and noting the answer and not actually engaging in a conversation. So having a form is good, but making sure that it's the right type of form to enable conversation rather than just sort of an interview. So what do you do in your actual discussions? How would you handle those? And what are the kind of things that you would talk through? Well, again, in my view, I think you should start with a personal check-in first, asking them how things are, you know, asking about what goes on outside of work, the kind of things that you might know about them, their hobbies, their interests, their family, you know, the people they live with, that sort of thing, having that personal check-in, how are things going, you know, more of a kind of friendly discussion. Then I'd move on to a sort of a business or work check-in, asking how things are going, using open questions to, to get the individual to start talking and opening up and then going through any performance and development goals, looking any significant action items or projects that you might be working on and then giving any feedback and where necessary doing some coaching or support. So running through those issues, making sure that individuals understand what's required of them, that there isn't any Miscommunication along the way, that they're working in a different way or they don't necessarily understand what's required. And then identify any training needs that they may have or anything you need to follow up on. And then, of course, agree between you what the next steps are that each of you are going to take um, before the next meeting and set a time scale for those. I mentioned there that one of the key things that you need to do in that meeting is to give feedback. Now, feedback can be both positive and negative, and often. We tend to think in a supervision meeting that we focus on the negative, so what they haven't done right or where things aren't going right. But actually, it's equally important to note the positive, the things that are going well and use descriptive praise in relation to those things. You know, describe what's happened and why, why that's been a success. Remember, when you're giving feedback, it's important to try to think about what are you trying to achieve? by this feedback and making sure that it's constructive and that you have a positive purpose and outcome in mind when you're communicating that to them. You should focus on the description rather than judgment and on observations rather than inference. So where you can hold it to something tangible if there is a particular issue that you need to discuss through and focus on the behaviors rather than on the person. This all helps to take the emotion away and make it an easier message to deliver when you do have to give negative feedback. And of course where you've had to give negative feedback in the past, make sure you revisit that and if they have improved and things have gone well since the last time, make sure you tell them that and you make a note of it. Then equally as important as the preparation and having the meeting is the follow-up and this is where lots of managers get it wrong. They will have The regular meetings, they'll go through the process of completing forms and preparing on all of that sort of thing. But then as soon as the meeting's finished, the paperwork gets filed in a drawer and never looked at again until the next meeting and there is no follow up. So it is important that there is where you've agreed some actions or some issues that have arisen that need to be dealt with before the next meeting that you do follow up. So I would give a verbal, Summary of the discussions and the action points before you leave the meeting, but then also follow up with a written note that can be shared with them afterwards. So, either that be the notes on the form that you've taken, or handwritten notes that you're making, or if you just summarize it by way of bullet points of the action points and what was discussed. You also need to think is the points or issues that we discussed in that meeting something that I need to follow up on on a regular basis to provide coaching or training? For them. What you don't want to do is agree that something isn't going well and that they actually need some help and support with that, but then just leave them to flounder for the next month and then expect something to change when you have the next one to one. So, if you do need to have some input yourself or from another colleague, then make sure that that is set up and dealt with quickly after that meeting. And of course, in following up, it's important to make sure that you're giving continuous in the moment feedback to them don't think because we've got these one-to-ones or supervision meetings in place every month that you have to wait until those meetings to address any positive and negative feedback that you need to give an individual. You need to make sure that you deal with it in a timely manner and then of course you can revisit and reflect on those issues at the one-to-one meetings later on but as I say don't wait and save things up and let it all go in that one meeting. Now I acknowledge that For many people who become managers, you're not given any formal training in relation to dealing with employees or handling one-to-ones or supervision meetings. And it may be that you've never had them yourself or you've never had them done effectively. So you've had managers who have kind of bumbled their way through and that in turn has left you thinking, well, actually, I'm really nervous about this. I'm worried I might get it wrong. But actually, if you follow those simple steps, you think about what you're trying to achieve with those meetings and you have that in mind when you go into them, then you just need to get started. And as Zig Ziglar says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And it's something that you will learn and you will hone those skills as you go through. You could listen to this podcast over and over again. You could go to as many training courses as you want to, but actually, the best way of learning how to do this and to be an effective manager is to get on and do it, to make mistakes and to work through the process. So don't procrastinate about it, get on and do it. And as long as you keep in mind two things, the first is you are dealing with a human being. The person in front of you is a human being and you need to treat them with kindness and compassion regardless of what the issue is that you're talking to them about and the second is making sure you understand what you're trying to achieve by that conversation and having that meeting with them and if you have those two things then you really can't go too wrong when you start the process of supervisions or one-to-ones. Now if you run a team and you are looking to get some training or support for your team in relation to introducing one-to-ones or supervisions, then it's something that myself and my colleagues can help with. We can help you in terms of the paperwork, but also the training either in person or online to give them the confidence to be able to get started. If you'd like more information, you can get in touch with me directly. My email is allison at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk. And if you would like to have more regular Training for your team or for you, then if you became a member of our HR Harbour, not only do you get ongoing employment law and HR support and the HR admin, we also provide regular training for our business clients. We hold a monthly webinar for our HR Harbour members, that's an exclusive webinar for them, and we cover all kinds of HR and management topics. So if you'd want more information or to receive a quote for the HR Harbour, then do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic two weeks ahead and I look forward to bringing you the podcast in a fortnight. Thanks again for listening. Just want to finalise by saying I wouldn't be a lawyer unless I had a legal disclaimer. So I must just say to you, that the information in this podcast is for information only it's general review and a general update it's always necessary to get specific legal advice about your circumstances so please don't rely on anything that you've heard in this podcast but please do feel free to contact me if you'd like further information or specific advice